Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, the show devoted to setting free the rarely publicly aired innards of our handbags, liberating our lidless lipsticks and releasing our dusty raisins. Flying the flag is scary, but someone's got to do it. We're your dedicated to bag detritus hosts, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I'm a TV creative and have worked on The X Factor, Britain's Got Talent and Red or Black. You'd think that I'd be able to come up with something more inventive to play with my two children than, uh, puzzles again? <coughs> I learnt my craft writing for the broadsheets, then progressed to the world of online fashion editing. Having two children encouraged me to go freelance, which has additionally opened new doors for me, namely parenting magazines and soft play centres. This is the one where we talk toys, technology and tiredness with a magazine mum. We're delighted to welcome this week's guest to Handbags at Dawn. She's a mother of two who used her experience in directing accounts at advertising heavyweights Grey and MNC Saatchi to create and launch the now number one monthly parenting magazine in the UK, Smallish. Called the Ultimate Bible by Times Fashion, this luxurious read provides just the right amount of escapism for the modern mother, covering subjects ranging from food to fashion, maternity to marriage, careers to cakes, and the driving force behind it all is the dynamic editor-in-chief Estelle Lee. Wow, what an intro. I'd hire me. (laughs) (laughs) We are coming from your beautiful home in London. Thank you for having us. So, we obviously are fixated on handbags, and we heard you had rather a nice one. Would you show us your handbag and tell us a little bit about it? I will. It's kind of the mother of all handbags, and there was a bit of self-gifting involved in the sense that I'm approaching my 40th year, and I decided to present myself with a Celine handbag, and uh, I had to hide it in the cupboard for quite quite a few months before bringing that baby out. It's the kind of handbag of dreams as far as I'm concerned. It's actually making me feel scruffy and awful just sitting next to it. It's just so beautiful on the outside but on the inside, you know, like every other mother, I've got the felt tips, the Lego, the snacks and I guess it's just symbolic of my life (laughs) in that so much of it is about portraying the right image and yet on the inside I'm just a mum like everybody else. Does that sit easily, that luxury mixed with mum? Definitely, yes. I'm 
mean, for me, that's what smallish is all about. It's a touch of aspiration and a touch of luxury and the things that you love looking at. And they don't have to be expensive. This is a very impressive handbag. But what we believe here on Handbags at Dawn is it's what's inside that counts. Absolutely. Are you able to have a little fondle inside and pull out our first item? I am indeed. So my first item is a stick. I feel threatened. Sorry, sorry, I'll put it down. And where was this collected? This was collected in the wilds of Wandsworth Common, near where we live. It's not actually symbolic of anything. I genuinely do walk around with sticks in my handbag. Um, I have two boys, four and five years old, and sticks can be anything. Swords, lasers. It's funny, as a children's magazine editor, you can imagine the things that pass over my desk. You know, the most amazing toys. And yet, all my children really want to play with is the simple stuff. What are some of the amazing things that pass across your desk on a daily basis? Oh lord, I've seen it all. Recently a children's uh, wheelie case that actually turns into a scooter. The Trunky has won many, many awards but once you get to four and five and you know you're in the world of scooters, frankly this thing is genius. What's it called? It's called the flight case. Ooh. We were at Terminal 5 recently and even the BA ground staff, passport control everybody asked me where is this from? Probably by August these things will be banned because Freddie took out a line of people getting off the plane, you know, there's a ramp. So, but um, he was out of customs first, so in your face, yeah, exactly. people. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, we moved quicker, so I was happy. It's such an incredible yeah. magazine, and yeah. now it's got full UK distribution, yeah. and you can buy yeah. it in the shops, and it, it's fantastic. How long had you planned to do this, and what made you decide that this was something you should be doing? Looking back now, I mean, the, the decision was quite a quick spur of the moment thing. I looked at the magazines around me and I didn't feel that there was anything that spoke to me. You know, whether you're doing it via the medium of Instagram or print media, you do self-identify with the women that you want to hang out with or the things that you like, whether you're interested in food or interiors or fashion or how to potty train, you know, you will go and seek out those places. And so for Smallish, we try and cover a lot of ground over a number of categories. Not everybody has just one child, so you will be at a different stage with different children. And for me, the focus was not actually the child. It was about the mother. And that, for me, was what I didn't see parenting magazines doing. I wanted something that was mother-centric, but in an intelligent and accessible way. But still with the fashion, with the interiors. Obviously, children's fashion now is such a huge market. And it's a huge part of your magazine as well. As much as I say I work in children's fashion, I do try and keep my feet on the ground. Because at the end of the day, they are children. And they do get sick. And they will roll around in mud and they will use pens that don't wash off on their new shirt. Why are they invented? And why are they marketed at children? Don't do it to us, Crayola. I have banned felt tips. I am that mother. We don't have felt tips in our house. I mean, I just couldn't deal with it anymore. The the, the eye twitch whenever I saw the felt tip going near the new sofa, I just couldn't deal with it. Yeah, they always go off the edge. If you're going to invent felt tips, invent paper with a border that goes up one metre. So the children can't order up, you know, one inch. So they can't just do that little, is that annoying, tiny extra line? Yes. In navy blue. You know, there are magazines out there that are very high concept in terms of fashion. You know, it's a bit of fun. And that's what I hope that we've tapped into. I'm just remembering a fashion disaster I had aged five. I went on Going Live with Phil Schofield. No. I did. Sarah Green. (laughs) And I knew I was going to be on camera. So my mum selected for me my outfit that day.
say, bear in mind this was the 80s. I know it's hard to imagine. <laughs> but she chose for me that day Hawaiian print trousers Lovely. of the baggy variety, a bright pink non-matching top with a girl with standy-up hair like Marge Simpson with the words emblazoned, how do I look? The answer is crap. <laughs> and I was on national television. Like, well, what were you doing to me? All my friends were like, so on TV, what were you thinking? What are you wearing, Mummy? Did you mean to? That sounds to me like somebody may be telling us it's time to move on to the next item. They make a good point. Can we have another look in Celine? We'll call her by her first name. Oh, this is going on okay. a long time. Oh, it keeps coming. Oh. It's still coming. Oh, it's snaking out. <laughs> it is, in fact, a rose gold iPhone charger of um, approximately four metres long. I essentially am umbilically attached to my phone in a way that probably isn't that healthy. My husband politely suggested that maybe I should buy some chargers because I was constantly moaning that my phone never had any charge and trying to steal his. And, um, and so I bought a pack of ten and accidentally bought them four metres long and rose, rose gold, gold. And, I um, didn't know they did rose gold I know it's, it's the most stylish phone charger I've ever seen I agree I, I agree and um, I feel that they add a certain amount of bling to my handbag and the four metres thing that's yeah. new you know you can plug it in and then run off do you know what that is like it sounds like a new invention but if you think about it that's what phones used to be like yes. <laughs> attached to something that you can walk around with you know and the cable so, so it feels terribly cutting edge it's not <laughs> but this is very good so you say you're unhealthily attached to your phone I am describe your usual usage well my phone is very large I have the iPhone 6 oh it's big and I mean I depend on it with my life to be honest with you I'm definitely addicted to my phone somebody suggested to me that I should look at my phone twice a day I mean I was laughing <laughs> tears were running down my face that's okay if both of those times are for six hours straight yeah exactly <laughs> so exactly I mean I do look at my phone probably on average once every three minutes my life Life is my phone, my email, you know, I use Instagram as a research tool, I do my shopping on it, I communicate with childcare, schools, parents, you name it, you know, I mean, like everybody, you know, my phone is just part of how I live my life every day. And there's no doubt about it, as far as I am concerned, my phone is brilliant, but then put it down, you know, it's about creating rules so that, you know, my life is workable, but also I am 100% present with my kids or 100% present at work. But then at the same time I do think the phone allows me to run my business in a way that means I can go and pick Freddie up at midday on a Wednesday if I want to. Yeah I mean you're absolutely right we're made to feel so guilty about our phones and our addiction to our phones and yet as you say they allow us to live a more modern life where we are able to do all of these things all at once. I think the difficulty is that it's not accountable so a lot of the time you're doing stuff on your phone and your children don't know what you're yeah. doing and so I always try and tell them I'm scrolling through the Daily Mail sidebar of shame, sweetie. What are you up to? No, I'm working. I'm emailing people. Do you think there's a dying art of conversation at play here? I use my phone for writing and reading, and I don't use it enough for ringing. And I love speaking. I've got myself a podcast because of it. Um, but I really enjoy chatting, and one of the only times I settle down with a phone is to talk to my nan. I love chatting to her because she's old school. We'll have a conversation. And I was staying at her house the other day, the phone rang my nan was upstairs and she went do get it Charlotte get the phone a landline freaky okay I'll pick it up what is this <laughs> and um, answered it and it was this lovely old lady who went hello hello 
and I was like, hello, hello. Um, yes, sorry, my, my nan's just with the children at the moment. Can I help? She went, oh, who's that? And I went, it's Charlotte. She went, oh, Charlotte. Now, what it was, and she proceeded, without knowing who I was, to speak for 20 minutes. And in that time, she told me about her knee operation. She'd been down to Plymouth that day. She'd seen a lovely consultant, Charlotte. I'd snap them up if I was single, let me tell you. <laughs> and she went on and on and on. And at the end, went, so anyway, you tell her I called, mate. I'll speak to you again soon. Lovely chatting. I told my nan, she rang, she went, oh, God, do I have to call her back? <laughs> <laughs> but I loved having this chat. This lady just decided to share her life with me, which is something that just doesn't really happen anymore. I know, it is true. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I feel like conversation is a dying art. And I remember when I was working in Adland, you know, many, many years ago, and my bosses would constantly bang on and say, don't hide behind email, pick the phone up. It's advice, actually, that has stood me in good stead. I still believe that mobile phones are a good thing. They are. I mean, they're brilliant. How they're did essential. anyone ever meet anybody before right. them? Right. I met my husband <laughs> on internet dating. There you are. Internet dating, that's very interesting. Because Indeed. when it first started internet dating, do you remember everyone being highly suspicious of it? Oh, totally. And now everybody does it what was your experience then obviously a good one yeah, I did the Sarah Beanie mysinglefriend.com oh, yes, my single friend. that was brilliant and who um, set you up who decided you should be on it there was a couple of girls in the office back in advertising days and it was good because you had to write about your friend so she wrote my kind of Stella's blah 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 what did she say I, can't, I couldn't <laughs> tell you but she was my bridesmaid so it couldn't have been that bad <laughs> and, um, and Andrew my husband's best man wrote his and actually we nearly didn't meet because I don't know I think I probably had too many dates that week and I just couldn't be bothered to commit and it's that thing isn't it of, it's that you know, sliding doors it thing, is it, it is yeah and the rest as they say is history we met no it's not we need to delve into okay. it <laughs> what did you think when you first met him I thought he had a lot of bags <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> with a lot of shopping bags so that was my first impression he thought I was this cheeky young ad girl and I thought he was this terribly stylish suave lawyer and there we were yeah did you see that deliciously Ella got married and obviously flowing and beautiful and Grecian as one would suspect Indeed. but didn't she say about him that I saw him walk into a cafe and he ordered an almond milk latte and I just knew he was the one for me <laughs> isn't he it weird I know milk. I was like that's the sort of thing that made me get up and never think of that person again. <laughs> <laughs> but there's someone out there for everyone, isn't there? So there we are. Yeah, metrosexuality, no. No thanks. I like a, a man that can beat his chest and... I'm pleased know. it was his chest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this is a good gadget. Your charger, just to bring it back to the item in question. Indeed. This is a great gadget. What other gadgets do you have that you rely on? Good question. I guess my number one gadget, in fact, if you took it away, I would be deeply traumatised, is my coffee machine, which is a monster. It's a Jura, and I got it for my birthday last year, and we now consume probably in excess of the World Health Organisation limits on caffeine per day. Estelle's actually breakdancing as she tells us this. <laughs> <laughs> I adore it. I absolutely adore it. It's definitely the number one machine in my life. That's interesting that you talk of caffeine. Do you find you're quite a tired person? Because if you are, you should join our tiredness competition. <laughs> we have a round table supportive chat about how tired we are, but ultimately it's a competition. So I don't know if anyone's got anything that happened that made you go, good Lord above, I'm so tired. I've got one and it happened last night as I was uploading this week's podcast and you have to click something that confirms you're not a robot and... <laughs> <laughs> and I clicked it and apparently I did something wrong so we went back again and you could tell at this point that the website was getting a little bit suspicious ah this one's displaying idiotic tendencies of roboticness <laughs> we'll ask her a few more difficult ones so then it gives you nine pictures of random things and you have to select the eggs or the flan or the buckets in the picture. Do you know how many of these it took me? It took me six different goes. I kept getting it wrong. <laughs> I got it wrong so many times I started to suspect that I was a robot. <laughs> and that had to have been tiredness, right? That's my tiredness entry. Okay, I've got one as well this week. My poor little boy has suddenly come out in eczema on his cheeks and um, his face is a little bit sore at the moment and he woke up in the middle of the night as he still does despite the fact that he's two and um, he was a little bit upset and I saw his cheeks were looking a little bit sore and I just sort of in my you know kind of cross-eyed state went and grabbed the nappy cream the kind of proper thick zinc nappy cream which is hardcore stuff and I slapped it all over his little cheeks but when I went in the next morning I mean, you would not believe the scene. It was like yellow, I don't know, plasticine, basically. It just been sort of rubbed into all of the sheets. He kind of just looked, he looked jaundiced is the only way I could describe him. Sort of chalky, flaky complexion. And that was me trying to do the right thing. Did it help? It took a while to get off, so that probably didn't help, <laughs> ultimately. All the new cells, right? Scrub those away. Lovely, start again. And Estelle, do we I have anything? Earlier in the week, taking my eldest to school, decided to jump in the car because we were obviously completely late. And he kept saying, Mummy, what's wrong with the car? And I was just, get in, shush, stop it, you know, as you do. And he kept on and I was really about to tell him off because we were at this point very late. And the poor child had been trying to draw my attention to the fact that the rooftop box off the top of our car had been stolen. <gasps> so, um, yeah, so that was quite annoying. And uh, in my tiredness and irritation, I hadn't actually noticed. Wow. People are mean. I know. So that kind of ruined my day. That's rubbish. But how do you casually walk down the street with a roof box just sort of... Maybe if you put it on your head and go... (laughs) Everyone just assumes you're a car. (laughs) We've been through the forest too much. I want to go to some play. Well, with that, maybe that's the time to move on to your third and final item. So my third and final item is, in fact, a very beautiful um, Palmera print note book from the House of Hackney which I bought recently and I have a bit of a thing about notebooks I 
I'm a Virgo, I like stationery. It taps into my kind of design aesthetic that I love. The fact of the matter is, I haven't actually written anything in it yet. <laughs> Essentially, I tend to live my life either on email or post-it notes. So I have, at any one time, about 12 post-it notes or lists in my bag on bits of paper and that's how the magazine gets produced. <laughs> but you know, when I was working at Net-A-Porter, that was basically how Net-A-Porter got produced. Yes. It was post-it notes all over every single wall. You're very on trend In, in there, the office, well. we put post-it notes on the wall. And when something gets done, we take the post-it note down. It actually is very heartening to hear that that's how it is. Because I think sometimes magazines can be a little intimidating. What for you makes you go, that ain't going to make the cut? Ooh, good question. I think rather than answering that question, I'd say, what's my criteria for what does make the cut? I think invariably. I like things that are a bit unexpected. I like women that are different, who are stylish but have a point of view. I like stuff that I haven't seen before, things that are stylish, things not just useful but nice to look at. I mean, God, you know, if you're going to have children in a house full of plastic, then you may as well have plastic that's quite aesthetically pleasing. Aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> that reminds me, I've got a lovely godson and when he was three, I was really chuffed with myself because I hadn't had kids yet and I, was, I went to the toy shop and I bought him this plastic brightly coloured little wheelbarrow with gardening tools in it. I was delighted with myself and I spoke to his parents afterwards and they went, oh, it's wonderful. You know how children just love that plastic, tasteless crap? No, darling, it was really super. I've actually tried really hard. That wasn't ironic. What was your favourite toy when you were growing up? Oh, good question. Um, I would have to say the Cindy Doll's house. I was a Barbie girl. Barbie girl. Mm, Barbie, yeah, yeah. What did you do with your Barbies and Cindy's? Yeah. And don't fight, you I have to say I did show early signs of being a yummy mummy because mine had a red Range Rover and horse box. God, she sounds fabulous. <laughs> so my Barbies would always end up being sort of assaulted by my younger sister. So I had a favourite who was called Whitney. And I remember, I still remember to this day, coming home from school and seeing this trail of brown nylon hair going up the stairs. And I just thought, no, no, Whitney! <laughs> and getting upstairs and seeing Whitney lying on my bed with a crew cut. Did your sister yeah. just say she ain't Whitney anymore? She's Winona. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, and that was often what ended up happening to my Barbies. I don't know what was going on with my sister at the time that made her do this. Very troubled child. <laughs> it was a good way to experiment without actually vandalising yourself. Yeah. Well, I did vandalise myself. No. Yes. Mirror on the floor, scissors, thought nobody will notice, hid the hair. My mother's screams could probably be heard in the next town. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an incredible clip the other day of a little girl who'd obviously watched her mummy doing makeup and hair tutorials on YouTube. This kid had long blonde hair. She was explaining, today I'm just going to be showing you how you can cut your own hair. Got the central bit of her forehead at the top, pulled her hair up and cut at the scalp a bald patch and kept cutting so she had... Like Terry Nutkin. Exactly like Terry Nutkin. What I love is that this little girl had been very sensible and taken the precautions to cover herself with a napkin first. You know, lest there be any spillage. This is fun, Dabby Dozy. Well, this is a brilliant place to leave it, Estelle. Thank you for welcoming us to your gorgeous Thank you home. for coming. And thank you for guesting on Handbags at Dawn. How's your experience been? It's been enlightening. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
I don't know if that is in a good or a bad way. <laughs> You're a woman of mystery. We've loved speaking to you again this week. We are at Handbags Podcast on Instagram and Twitter if you'd like to say hello. Also, you can find Estelle's fantastic magazine, Smallish, in WH Smith and Waitrose and also online, smallishmagazine.com. Thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to speak to you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you can. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.